Hello. Welcome to Dish Knows Nothing. I'm Michael Dishno. Sometimes we'll talk about stuff, and other days we'll talk about things. Some days we're just going to talk about what's on my mind. This is a warning. Thank you for listening. Good morning. Uh, My name is Michael. I'll be the one talking throughout the duration of this podcast here. Um, And you know what? If this is your first episode, let me just let me just start um, by saying a few things. This uh, has very big potential to be a very long one. Um, And what I mean by that is I'll point out just right off the bat. um, Two episodes ago, I had John Martino on here. Fantastic guest. Awesome time. The time flew by. We were talking for two hours easily, and it just it just was an amazing, fun time. And he mentioned something. I mentioned it last episode, so if you've checked that one, you know you already know where this is going. But he said basically, like, "Well, I don't think you could go that long by yourself." And you know, this is now my white whale. I took that as a challenge, and I have accepted it. And you know what? I want to see how long I can go by myself. I have a few topics here. I have a few things that we can go over. I want this to be unedited in a sense where I don't want to like stop and go and stop and go. Like I don't want to cheat in that way. I have carved out time in my schedule here. Hopefully before it gets too hot in the recording studio here. Because once it gets too hot, it's just unpleasant for absolutely everyone. Oh, can you guys hear that high pitch? That's funny. Maybe you can't. Maybe I can. Whatever. I'm going to turn it off. Um, but, uh, I'm going to see if I could do it. Just going to see how long I can go. I'm not really having a super set plan of like, like a high score. I'm just going to, you know, in a sense, play Pac-Man until I die. Um, see how high of a score I can get. But anyways, guys, 12 episodes. Wow. I'm mind blown. Um, I never thought I would get past three. If I'm being honest, I'm the type of person that would like do it. And then be like, nah, dog. But here I am. I'm still going. There are people who are encouraging me and engaging. I've said it a bajillion times. I love the participation and engagement. And I really do mean that. <clears throat> Pardon. <clears throat> There's probably going to be a lot of funny noises and breathing. Because, uh, you know, I'm not going to pause it. I'm just going to keep going. But anyway, so... Here we are. I'm going to take this a little bit of as like a checkpoint. In my last episode, I took a minute to breathe with it. That was one that I was just like, I got to do it. Even for myself. Just a mental breathing time to turn off my brain and let it be. And uh, it was kind of designed. I hope you guys listen to that one multiple times to like encourage that type of moment to breathe in any part of your life. I don't know. I know there's other things out there that'll probably serve you better, but if you really want to hear me play some really bad music on the piano and, you know, breathe with really long breaths, um, <laughs> go check it out. But um, I'm going to throw it out there as like a, a commitment to myself, but also to you guys. I think I'm going to aim for 20 episodes a season. So I was, I got the thing um, from 
one of the podcast things, I think it was just directly from anchor who I use as like a, an aggregator for like my podcasts here, but they were like, Hey, 10 episodes. That's like what some people count as a season. And I started to think, I was like, Oh, what is my season? Cause I do have these labels as like season one, whatever episode, you know? Um, and who knows what the future holds. Maybe we'll be like bajillion seasons down the line and just going for it. But you know, I'm going to aim for about 20 this season. I want to get like three or four more guests in here before it's over. So I got to start committing to that and, you know, committing for you guys. So we're just over halfway through the season here. And, you know, I'll probably take like a tiny break, not really that much, but then come back with some more, hopefully, um, as long as, you know, we're still vibing with it. And I think that we will be because you guys are phenomenal. That is, that is all I got to say. So if you've been listening, if you've been tuning in, if you're just tuning in, Thank you. Please like and subscribe or whatever you do to podcasts. I don't even know what I will say for any of you guys out there. If you guys actually do listen and you actually do enjoy, um, I've gotten like two reviews on Apple podcasts. If you guys like wrote another review, like five star, that would, I would smile, um, and be warm inside. So for those of you who, uh, you know, like it, share it. Um, oh, perfect. Guys, I, okay, so moving into our sponsors. I went for the trifecta today. I got three sponsors. I don't think any of them know each other, which is kind of silly. Um, but I just confirmed the third one with permission, saying that we can, I can, I can drop her name. Today's sponsors are Lauren North, Lauren Adolf, and... Lauren Bakhtiari. Oh my gosh, wait, Lauren. Uh, oh, wait. Lauren Bakhtiari, are you... Oh, I gotta ask her. Are you changing your... Lauren just got married, actually. Married to Casey, who... Whose last name is not JPEG. Um, <laughs> now that I realize, what's Casey's last name? Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't post it. Okay, never mind. I, I don't know what it could be. Okay, confirmed. Lauren's last name still back Diari. But Lauren, uh, the the third Lauren I mentioned. Congratulations. So happy for you. Um, also, I'm so excited to see what you're gonna do as a sponsor, and uh, see what happens um, as you sponsor this episode. Lauren Adolph. I'm sure this is an absolute surprise. Um, of course, most of you don't know this, but Lauren Adolph is my sister-in-law. She has been my sister-in-law since I married her sister about three years ago. And you know, she's cool. She, uh, lives in LA, works in the film industry. She, uh, does, it's either set or production design off the top of my head, Lauren. I'm sorry. Also, I kind of, uh, waver on doubt of whether or not you'll listen to this whole episode. So who knows if you'll ever even hear this, but, um, Lastly, Lauren North. Lauren North is my favorite barista. No offense to everyone else, but um, I don't know if you guys actually even all listen to this, but Lauren, I'm so excited to see how you'll sponsor this episode. I also, uh, you know, love to go into the coffee shop and see your smiling face and get some coffee and even just hang out. I think uh, it's worth noting uh, Lauren... I can't just say Lauren after I drop three Lauren's names. Um, Lauren North, the barista, um, has become a friend. 
I just go to this coffee shop and we talk and I chill out there now at this point. I just hang and it's super cool. Like I think this year and actually I'll, I'll expand cause I got time, <laughs> um, has been crazy. And I'm at a point where I just, I'm intrigued with people. And the, I've mentioned that before. That's the, the origin of this podcast, of course, as we've already talked about. Um, but you know, I just love to like talk to people, meet people and all that good stuff. And, uh, Lauren is one of the people that I've met through that, that behavior and that attitude that I've recently come up with. And it's been super cool. The other day, uh, we hung out on our breaks at work and I ate a, I think a salad or a sandwich or something, but you know what? It's cool. It's cool. Moving on. So the song of the day actually is going to kick us off right into what would be considered our first topic. And I got a bunch of stuff kind of planned to explore today. Um, I'm doing also this episode in light of something else that John Martino said, man, so much good came out of that episode. Uh, he just mentioned like these episodes that I kind of just talk. He, he really liked because I just kind of like self explore. And I think for myself, I'm at a point in my life where I'm seeing like, not, not I'm seeing, I'm learning and I'm trying to learn as I've shared many, many times. And I think a big part of learning is reflecting. Like, you know, you do a book report in school and you have to like reflect on what you've learned so that you can write about it or something. And I feel like I'm in that reflection state of like all the things of the past year or two in my life that I've learned of like trying to be like, okay, now how can I actually be better? How can I actually like improve my quality of life or others quality of life around me? based on, you know, what I'm learning, the changes I'm going through and so on. But it kind of segues into what the song of the day is because the song of the day is actually going to be Feels Bad by Man of Mars. And for those of you who don't know, Man of Mars is a creative project that I started with a friend, Ethan, um, back in 2020, like at the beginning of the pandemic. And we bunkered down and wrote an album and wrote an EP and like had a few singles and stuff like that. And, um, you know, uh, man of Mars was kind of one that was on my mind for a long while. Um, I think my favorite part of it is that it does spell out mom, uh, as far as an acronym goes. And, you know, since, since that album and since then, um, me and Ethan by no ill intent or anything, of course, like have just kind of like parted ways as far as creatively and musically and, life-wise he we're just both busier in different ways and so you know um that was a really special time that i like to look back on and just like the creative freedom and vulnerability and perspective that i gained from that was super awesome um but i'm still carrying it on i'm still carrying on the name man of mars um just as uh, in a sense the sole creator of of that project and uh it's been super fun i'm still i'm working hard and um, I think I mentioned prior, here's the, the memory parts that I always talk about. I always forget what I've mentioned and so on, but I think I've mentioned before, like my, my outlook on music production and kind of what I've been doing and whatnot. And it's more of a hobby. Like, you know, I'm not a fool. If someone was like, Hey, here's a million dollars, come be a producer or here, work on this project. I'm not going to turn that down. Cause that's like substantial money, but I'm not pursuing it. I want to create because I want to create, like, it's that simple. I do it because I want to. Um, and I think 
as far as like man of Mars goes, it's just something that's a hobby. Like I'm, I'm really working on myself and my ability to, sorry, I, I don't like that phrase. I'm working on myself. I know that I am working on myself, but like I'm working specifically cause I don't want to be broad. I'm working on specifically my ability to create music. And in that the creation of music, um, there's a lot in there and I want to be able to grow my skill in recording a song, producing a song, you know, mixing a song, mastering a song. Um, and, 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 you know, just like from point A to point Z of music production, I want to be a part of just as a hobby. Like, again, I'm not wanting to pursue and like have my grind be that as like a job again, if it comes around and any of you guys are like, you know what, I'm a producer. Let me take this guy as apprentice. I wouldn't be absolutely upset to see what that's like, but you know, I like it as a hobby. And, um, the main reason for that is I have freedom. All these songs that I make, I can do whatever the heck I want, right? Like I can make the song say what I want, sound like I want, it can be whatever I want it to be. And I think that freedom, uh, that creative freedom is what I enjoy right now. You know, I can not have to worry about pleasing people. It's similar to the creative freedom that I have in this podcast, right? Like as, as far as why I didn't want like a set co-host was because like, I want to be able to do exactly what I want and have like a creative outlet to let it be and let it breathe in the way that I want it to. Um, I think that's important. I think allowing yourself to have something um, creative, and and I don't just mean like creative in the arts, because there's there's many different ways to be creative. Like, I am to uh, oh, this is this was a topic. This is something that we can talk about impromptu. So, folks, this week, okay, wait, <laughs> no, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna move on because that is what this is. Um, this week, the enneagram got brought up. Um, uh, if I can figure out how to spell it, I can look it up more, but, um, got brought up and very clearly, I mean, who knows, maybe I'm going to take the test right now as I rant, but, um, I think I'm an eight. And if you're like me, you don't know what the heck that means at all right now. Um, oh, this is a timed test. You have... 30 minutes to answer 50 multiple choice questions. Choose the answer for each question. Skip a question if you're stuck. Come back later. Try it again. Oh. Wait. Um, I feel like it relates to what I was familiar with as like a type A personality, which I also would kind of agree. I'm not one for like labels, but I think that it's, it's really interesting looking into this type of stuff just to see what, it, what it's all about. Um, and in, in all honesty, I forgot like why I brought it up anyways, but, um, here I have it on my phone. I got to pull it up over here. So I'm pull it up on my computer so that I can do this and we can learn together. Oh, look, maybe it's gone. Am I that guy? My VSP is here. I got to go get some eyes checked. Can someone tell me to go get my eyes checked already? Guys, it's bad. I get such bad headaches and I'm putting it off. I would really appreciate it if someone was just like, hey, go do it. And then I did it. Um, hmm. I'm not finding the exact test. Oh, look. Del Taco's online store. 
That's what I was looking up the other day. What a fantastic time. Um, okay. Let's see. Maybe we just take... How long is this test? This isn't very long. Some of them... Oh, wait. No, it is kind of long. I'm going to digress for a minute as I kind of look into these and find out which one might be a solid one. Oh, this one's from bestenneagramtest.com. That sounds sounds like it might be the one for me. You know what? These folks, they paid for this to be at the top of the list. Respectmypersonality.net. Oh, sorry. No, I have respect for mypersonality.net. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to digress a few steps back to mention what I wanted to mention about the song of the day. I make music, blah, 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 digression. I just got a reminder to pick up a ladder for my parents. Okay, I got to do that for my wife. Yes. Um, I make music for me, and I love when people enjoy it. I make the podcast for myself because I like to, and I love that people enjoy it. And so I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep making friends. I'm going to keep pursuing whatever this is because I want to right now. The song Feels Bad um, by Man of Mars might not be out <laughs> um, <laughs> when when this episode is out. So you might not be able to listen to it yet, but I will definitely keep you guys posted because I just published it today. I've been putting it off. I was going to be like, I'm going to put it out next month. I put it out today, but it has to process everywhere. So I'm going to keep you guys posted if it is out when this song comes or when this podcast episode comes out. And Slight Moment of Vulnerability, Feels Bad uh, is a song that reflects on the past year or two. Um, and I'm coming up on my birthday here. And my life is good. I love my wife. I have family. I have many, many things to be grateful for. But as we get older, we grow, we go through hard things, and we come out better on the other side. And I will say, this has probably been the hardest year of my life. Um, as I look back on 25 turning 26 here, right? Like this has been a very, very difficult year. Um, professionally, personally, physically, I've had a lot of health issues. I think that's the bulk of it. Um, like I said, like, you know, my, my life is, my, my life is solid. I have a lot of things to be grateful for and I'm very grateful for all of them. And, you know, even more so now I'm way more grateful for all of them. Um, coming out on the other side, uh, hopefully with the end of sight in a sense, but, um, you know, life is hard. Um, feels bad is for anyone that has ever felt bad. And I want that to be simple because I want to dedicate it to as many people as possible in that sense where I hope that there's tons of people that can look back on this song and, or, you know, look forward to this song and listen to it and relate to it in, in any time because, uh, life is hard. And, you know, we have, everyone has different things that we hold on to. Everyone has different values and morals, even in a sense. And I don't even know if that's the right word, but, uh, different things that we hold on to, to get us through them. And, you know, I'm very grateful for what I have in my life. And, you know, even uncovering in the last episode with John of like the, the upbringing that I have for my parents is like a grounded foundation, I think was really solid that, that has helped me and my wife a lot make through it make through a lot of really tough things this year um that you know i'm glad as i'm 
past the majority of some hardship in a sense, I hope. Um, and a lot of things that we've grown through me and my wife together, um, in individual lives and our together life, of course. Um, I look back at this song and I think I'm like ready to release it. I, I think for a while I had it ready. I like, I think it was honestly like six months ago that I had this song ready and then I had an issue and I had to re-record the entire song like basically from scratch. Like there was some things I could copy and paste like some of the the MIDI stuff like the keyboards and drums and, and all that kind of stuff. I could copy and paste that but all of the audio files like guitars and bass and vocals were like all for whatever reason corrupt and I had to redo it all and I had like I think some like altogether, I think I ha would have had like some odd, like three to 400 takes to do, um, to like get to where I wanted to again, um, from various layers. Um, but also just because, you know, I'm not, I'm not ridiculously talented. So it takes me a while to get things right when it comes to music, but you know, the song is done. Life is in a better spot than it was. And I'm ready to put it out there. And again, I think it it can hopefully for myself even just be a song that I can look back on and be like, you know what? I'm not alone. Um, life feels bad sometimes. And, you know, even the chorus, uh, as I have it here, looking at the, the, the lyrics, um, it's simple. <laughs> I wanted it to be simple. I wrote simple words and then I was like, hey, my wife, um, help me make a really catchy melody. And hopefully it is catchy to you guys. But, you know, the, the lyrics are just, I've been feeling so bad. I'm losing sleep. It's cutting deep. All because I can barely eat but I can't take it anymore. Um, and it's kind of a hopeless song. It doesn't really ever turn around and be like, you know what? Here's the reason it's okay. It's just life sucks sometimes. And, you know, for me, like I said, like a lot of my issues that I've had over the past year were just like physical and health related. And a lot of it had to do with like the food I was eating and hopefully we're beyond that. But, you know, like I couldn't eat anything, lost a chunk of chunk of weight. Um, looked sick for a long while, felt sick for a lot longer of a while. Um, and you know what? If life is getting you down, I feel that. Um, I mentioned it a while back of like, if you guys ever need anything for my friends, like, let me know. I, I don't say that lightly um, because there's been people who have been there for me, of course, and I want to make sure that everyone has somebody and I don't mind becoming that person for people or being that person for people. Like I, I want to make sure that people know that they can count on me. I want to be reliable, even though I'm so flaky, um, in certain things, or at least planning <laughs> and planning guests on podcasts and so on. Um, I want to be someone that people can count on because those people have made a big difference for me. So, you know, um, Feels Bad has a lot in it, and I hope that it will be out soon, and I hope that you guys can can uh, peep it and let me know what you think, because um, it's a very personal song, although I'm a dense brick wall when it comes to emotions, and I'm just learning how to, you know, share those emotions, as one would say. Um, there's a lot in it, and I hope that you guys can relate, and I hope that it can one day mean what it means to me, to you. And yeah, that's the song of the day. Wow, that's the, I feel like the longest I've ever talked about the song of the day because, you know, it's a special song. But anyways, moving on to the Enneagram. I'm gonna start taking this test. I'm gonna start speed reading it. There's 50 questions. I have 30 minutes to do this. 
more than enough time on the podcast. When you go somewhere for the day, would you rather plan what you will do and when? Just go. Ooh, ooh, this is too binary. This is A and B. You can either plan what you will do or just go. I would rather plan, but I'm also not like a rigid planner. I'm not like what I will do and when, but I don't just go. I'm definitely like, we're going to do this thing. I'm going to say plan. If you were a teacher, would you rather teach fact-based courses? Courses involving opinion and theory. Ooh. I'm going to do really bad at this test. If there was, wow. Guys, this is not what I was looking for. <laughs> um, I feel like that's not what I would would be uh, good at. Um, one second. I got to find out. There was a test the other day and it had like more likely, less likely type of answers rather than like A and B. And I feel like the A and B vibe is what's going to throw me off. Um, how big are gray whales? Uh, that's what my search history is. 30 foot gray whale. So what's a 30 foot gray whale? <laughs> or a 30 foot whale. Gray whales are pretty big. Just FYI. If you didn't know. Oh, oh, personality test. There we go. There we go. The personality lab. Did I find it? Yes, I did. Blessings upon blessings, fellow travelers. Start the test. Are you a practical-minded perfectionist? Neutral. Are you rigid about the right way of doing things? I used to be very, very rigid. I'm going to just say agree because I'm still pretty rigid, but I'm not strongly going to agree. You are usually straightforward and direct about your opinion on things. Oh, for sure. You tend to see the world as morally black and white rather than shades of gray. I feel like the word that makes me second guess this is the morally black and white. Yeah, you know what? I think that it is pretty gray, but I'm also for the sake of the test going to say strongly agree because I think there is such thing as right and wrong. But if I think back to something that Dwight Trute has said, you know, would you steal bread to feed your family? I'm going to leave it at that. You hold yourself to a higher standard than most others. Oh, for sure. But it's just because I am better than everyone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you have a strong moral compass, for sure. You have trouble accepting your flaws and thus can be highly critical of yourself. No, not at all. I strongly disagree with that, actually. I'm super accepting of my flaws. I know I'm not perfect. I don't necessarily strive to be perfect, but I do hold myself to that higher standard in a way. So you know what? I welcome my flaws because I know um, I know that there's value in that. You perceive some emotions as negative and try to repress those. Oh, for sure. Wait. Moment of growth. Kind of for sure. I'm going to say light green not mega green I'll, to, to throw it out there so this this scale is from red light red white light green to green from strongly disagree to strongly agree so light green you are deeply afraid of being seen as immoral or unjust not ne i i don't know i'm gonna say neutral because i don't care what people think of me so i'm not deeply afraid of being seen as immoral and just, but I don't necessarily want to be. 
I don't want to be a moral ingest, but I don't care about being seen as a moral ingest. Interesting. White. You believe that if you are highly critical of your flaws, others won't be. You believe that if you're highly critical of your flaws, others won't be. Um, I don't necessarily believe that because people will be people regardless. Strongly disagree. You want to make the world a better place and don't mind personal sacrifices for the greater good. You want to make the world a better place and don't mind personal sacrifices for the greater good. I would agree, but also like sacrifices aren't delightful. Agree. Not strongly agree. You consider yourself a people pleaser. Um, I'm going to throw it out there. If you're intrigued of like taking this test with me, it's at test.thepersonalitylab.org. That is test.thepersonalitylab.org. Take it. Why not? Let's learn together. You consider yourself a people pleaser. Strongly disagree. I love to displease people. Just kidding. But also, I don't care. You often put others' needs before your own. I would say agree. I think my wife would agree with me on agreeing, but not strongly agreeing. I'm definitely a selfish person, as we all are. I believe that we're all very, very selfish. But I definitely put certain people's needs above my own maybe a little bit too much not my wife's she can get over it just kidding i love my wife you often see yourself as a caretaker of others or a host of some sort i would agree i wouldn't fully agree because i love i was raised by a very caretaking mom um so i cherish being taken care of but i you know for the sake of being my wife's husband i take care of her and i take care of our dog out of the, the sense of responsibility and love for my wife um but i don't i'm not like the most caregiving person of like oh i really need to make sure that everything is perfect for these people who come over you know although i love those people who come over while you are a selfless person this can be to gain validation or approval from others. Strongly disagree. I am selfless because I try really, really hard to be selfless. I'm not perfect, but I don't do it for validation. If anything, I'd be selfish for validation. You tend to suppress your desires so that you seem low maintenance. I feel like this would be a good question for my wife. I feel like... I feel like I can't judge myself well enough on that one. Um, hello? Hi. Hi. Um, I'm doing the Enneagram test, and it says you tend to suppress your desires so that you seem low maintenance. Do you think that's me? Um, also, you're on the podcast right now. Oh. <laughs> um, you can do it, Chris. Do I tend to suppress no. my desires so that I seem low maintenance? No, I like don't think so. Neutral no or like really no? Um more of a neutral. A neutral no though, maybe. I think so, yeah. It's not like a hard no. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. Because yeah, I like I don't know, I just I don't think that's something that you do. Okay, cool. But also like I don't want to be high maintenance, so anyways. Um how's work? Good. Cool. Go Say hi to well. Stacy. And I Leo. Will. Yep, I will. Do you talk about me with them yet? Yeah. Do they know me by name? No. 
Uh, well, you got to start dropping Sorry. my name so that you can tell Leo I love him. <laughs> okay. All right. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. I love my wife. Sorry, Stacy and Leo, if you ever listen to this and you didn't like that. Um, I highly doubt that you will, though. Um, you really enjoy hosting or partaking in group activities. I'm going to stop for a second, okay? I need to explain something. <clears throat> Excuse me. Long ago, in high school, I had a friend named Rosie. Rosie's great. She's successful now. She's got like a coffee shop. Quick plug for... Oh, I'm going to check it actually really quick so I get the name 100% right. Quick plug for... Why did the Instagram change its searchiness? It's so obnoxious. Ugh. I need to make mentions of my mentions so I don't have to listen to this. And I can just like know my mentions. But anyways, Lion and Lamb Coffee. Um, I had a friend named Rosie. She now has a coffee shop. I really want to go up there, but I, I don't go up there. So um, anyways, she had a boyfriend named Luke. Luke was the greatest guy ever. And it's worth explaining. I, for whatever reason, have realized that I will randomly get like man crushes on certain dudes. And I, I don't have a common denominator between them, but I can pick out them and I won't name the more recent one so I don't make anyone feel uncomfortable. But um, <laughs> um, Luke, I just, he was the man. I was like, dude, I want to be friends with Luke. Still not friends with Luke. Um, it's okay. I also don't think he'll ever listen to this. I think if I tag him in this, um, <laughs> that would be really interesting to see his response. So I, maybe I won't. But anyways, um, Luke was the man. I want to be nothing but his friend. And, um, you know, we've hung out like sparingly, but we don't hang out anymore. But anyways, it then moved on to my man crush to be Bill. Bill Minnick. I'm not going to tag him in this either. Um, but Bill was the man. He was my buddy. Okay, so my friend Austin had a girlfriend named Mackenzie. This is, oh, am I name dropping and this is not appropriate? Ah, uh, whatever. Um, stick with it. And Mackenzie's dad was Bill. We hung out with their family all the time for a moment, like right after high school. Just like go over to their house, go to the pool, go to the skating around and whatever. But Bill was the absolute man and I have like the most respect for Bill. Still every now and then and now and then I see him and I'm like, oh, Bill, I love you. Um, but I realized that I randomly get these man crushes on these dudes just out of like absolute respect and being like, oh, dude, this is the coolest guy ever, you know? And I'm really, uh, maybe I'll break it down on another one if I learn more about it. And as I reflect, like I would mentioned, um, trying to figure out what it is, um, about me that like just, you know, fixates, but, uh, fixates in such a way not necessarily just fixates but you know like what the deal is why i get these rando man crushes where i'm like this guy's the coolest guy in the entire world i just want to be his best friend and i just want to be him i don't want to be him i'm i like who i am but you know i'd love to be this guy's friend but uh i realize that i do that and i realize there's definitely a pattern and i realize that if i make anyone feel uncomfortable i am sorry not sorry for being me, just sorry for making you feel uncomfortable because that's not the intention, but the intention is to be me. Um, moving on, Enneagram test, back here again. Um, 
<sighs> you really enjoy hosting or partaking in group activities. I feel like hosting and partaking is way different. Um, but I actually am going to probably say disagree. I realize that I like to hang out in groups or do things with people, but I hate... Not like mega hate, but I'm not the fanist of like... Everyone, let's get in a circle and play this game because you have to. Like at family events or things, you know. I'm not a fan of that. Just... I don't want to ruin anyone's fun, which is why I won't say strongly disagree. But uh, I'll let other people have fun. But I, I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer. But I, I am not a fan of myself being in those those group activities. I don't mind hosting them, as weird as it is. Like, I'll make other people do it. For sure, I'll be like, everyone get in a circle and play this game. I'm going to tell you how to play. Have fun. I just don't want to be a part of it. You often sugarcoat things or use white lies to spare people from being hurt. Strongly disagree. Folks, if you are my friend, if I have ever said something too straightforward and I've hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. That was never the intention. I've been working on learning how to say things in a less straightforward way, but I do not sugarcoat things. Um, and I will hurt your feelings and I'm sorry for the hurt feelings, but I believe strongly that the truth needs to be shared. You tend to be seen as the parent friend in the group of friends. I would probably say disagree. Um, I'm like borderline strongly disagree, but I'm not, I don't think I'm like the one anymore. Who's like the wise sage that takes care of us all. I hope that you would think that I'm here to take care of you as a friend for sure. If you need soupy, I got you with some soupy. Um, you are in your element when you are with your loved ones. I thought about that one too much. I'm going to say strongly disagree or strongly agree and move on. At times, you can be seen as clingy or overbearing. I feel like I would call my wife again if she wasn't at work to ask her, but I'm probably going to say disagree. I might even say strongly disagree. Folks, if I'm your friend and you've ever seen me as clingy, I want you actually, if you're listening to this, to hit me up and be like, hey, yeah, you're clingy or overbearing. I don't think that I am. I probably am far the opposite. I'm almost too cavalier. I wait, right? That's the word. I was looking at it the other day with a friend. I think, oh, you know, it brings up dog breeds. Heck, man. I think, oh, you know what? The the word was that we decided on that I'm pretty, pretty much this. Glib. Of words or the person speaking them, fluent and voluble, but insincere and shallow. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, I don't know if I'm necessarily glib, but I mean... You know what's funny? I love when you have to look up other words in our seek to find a word. Voluble of person taking fluently, readily, or incessantly. Talking fluently. Oh, I'm pretty glib when it comes about talking. Um, Cavalier just brings up dogs. It doesn't actually, oh, adjective, showing a lack of proper concern offhand. I feel like that would be pretty accurate. You are drawn to volunteering and community service. I would say agree. I would say neutral. Because I don't... I, I have no particular like, oh, I hate doing it or I love doing it. I don't know if I would say I'm drawn where I'm constantly like seeking it out. 
but I wouldn't necessarily like say no when the things like come up and I like works out, but I'm not like planning my schedule around those things. Um, I've done a lot of like volunteering in my life, so I'm not like against it in in any way, shape or form. You often base your worth on academic or professional success. Strongly disagree. Hey Bentley, come here. If you're going to chill in the room, I'm going to take your collar off. go relax all right now he cannot be shaky shaky actually he's still wagging his tail like crazy i don't know if you can hear him at all this morning he had a huge huge booger in his eye it was crazy and i couldn't even get it i tried to get one i got one of like a little piece of it but the other one was like behind his eyelid it was pretty nasty looking but he eventually got it out so we're good don't know where it went that's kind of gross to think about but hey it's there um, sorry, I didn't put enough thing. Uh, you often base your worth on academic professional success. I think every now and then I let it get to me, but I actually don't care at all. For those of you who are academically and professionally successful, that's fantastic. But I do not get my worth from that. You often, you have often been told that you tend to overwork yourself or a workaholic. Um, I don't think I'm often told that. I feel like people would, would say that. Um, cause I believe that work is the best way to hide your real emotions just by doing it. Um, and I for sure would say that I'm a workaholic cause there's days where I'm like, I just want to work. So I think people would agree on that. Um, you often repress your emotions to put forth a confident image. I answered that. And I feel like me not sharing my answer to that is an interesting, interesting situation but I'm working on it. I'm going to pass it up. (laughs) You spend a lot of time accumulating accolades and achievements, even in fields that you don't have a lot of interest in. Strongly disagree. Accolades are interesting, but I do what I want. I write my own book. Thank you, Natasha Benningfield for giving me the courage to do that. You often doubt your intrinsic self-worth and seek external validation through achievements. I think I'm human. I don't think I often do that. I'm going to say disagree because I don't doubt it. But I I sometimes will seek external validation, but I don't find worth, like self-worth in it. Interesting. I'm 25% of the way done with this. We have hit 42 minutes and we haven't even gotten into the first topic that I had planned. Now, you know what it is? Okay, so I already got my call from nature this morning but you know what we're gonna be racing the clock on is when they call me back and when i actually have to eat but if i can grab a snack i might be able to make it through because i'm kind of getting hungry and uh that's how it is people who may not know you well can get the impression that you are you have a perfect life oh for sure i do have a perfect life my life is fantastic I hold it together, together, together really well. Um, now I wear my heart on my sleeve, but I also like to paint the picture that I have a perfect life for the people that may not know me pretty well. You can easily put forth a charming first impression. <laughs> oh wait. Um, okay. So this is interesting. I could totally easily put it, put it forth. It says you can easily put forth a charming first impression. Strongly agree. Do I? Do I care to? 
different question. You are deeply afraid of failure and of being seen as incompetent. Strongly disagree. Here, okay, life hack. If you are listening to the podcast, I value you and you are a beautiful, beautiful person. Look at yourself in the mirror right now and say, I'm beautiful because you get to learn a little secret that I know other people have pointed out, but I definitely take very seriously. I do not care what people think about me. I would prefer that people think very little of me. I would prefer that people think I am stupid and incompetent and a failure because then if I give 10%, if I show them 10% of the truth and 10% of my effort, they would be, they are, not they would be like, people do this when I, when I do this, this actually works guys. They would be like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much for doing that. Or wow, you worked so hard today. And the truth is I didn't, I just make it seem like I'm not 90% of the time, but I do, I do this hard work. I actually, you know, I have this stuff, but, um, I think, uh, there's value in making people think that you're stupid and incompetent because all you have to do is try once and they're like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. You blow them out of the water. Water time. I'm going to put it out there now. I am 100% a person that every time I sip, I go, ah. that's me. All right, as a child, you were told that bringing some accolades would garner you love and praise. Bringing home accolades. Um, strongly disagree. You are often unsure of what you want and feel. You put aside your desires to chase after what others consider to be success. You put aside your desires to chase after what others consider to be success disagree i don't i do what i want i write my own book thank you natasha benningfield you choose an outfit based on more oh wait wait you choose an outfit based more on how it represents you rather than its pure aesthetic appeal hmm this is interesting i don't i'm gonna say strongly disagree i don't choose my outfits like based on how it's going to represent me necessarily but i would say that my pure aesthetic appeal um is what represents me so that's an interesting coin to flip like do it's almost like the chicken or the egg like do i choose my outfits based on how they look or how they represent me but how they represent me is kind of like how they look because of the way that they look i'm represented in such a way um i'm gonna say strongly disagree because i don't like the question but i think that i would strongly disagree with that statement you are fond of interests that encourage self-expression yeah not like overly fond i guess no, you know what? I'm going to say strongly agree. I love supporting people when they have self-expression. That was a weird sentence. I don't know how that how I meant that, but I hope you know what I mean. You are, you're, you are, you, Y-O-U dash R-E. You're quite self-aware and think figuring out your self-identity is very important. This is an interesting one too. I'm going to say agree because I'm becoming more self-aware. I'm very, very conscious lately of my self-awareness and such. 
and think figuring out my self-identity is very important, but I'm not figuring it out anymore, but I do think it is important. I feel like I know exactly who I am and who I am is ready to fight. Just kidding. You perceive yourself as being different from others, not necessarily better or worse than others, but different. Strongly agree. This is beautiful. I'm so glad that they asked this question. I do believe that we are different. I don't see as better or worse. I think that, you know, there are the weird, how I was talking about like black and white morality. I don't know. Not, not even in a moral sense, but just like objectively looking at people. There are people who are better and worse than others. I don't point that out but I think we're all different. You yearn to connect with others, but feel as though they can't understand you. Yeah, but that's on me. You yearn to connect with others, but feel as though they can't understand you. That's because I suck at communicating and I'm getting better, but I, I'm really bad at conveying what I think and how I feel. So I'm going to say agree. No, I'm going to say strongly agree because I strongly yearn to do that, but I, I know that people can't. Okay. You find your melancholic moods to be oddly comforting to me or to others neutral i don't understand but i guess you hold authenticity in a high regard and hate conforming to trends strongly agree this was going to be one of the topics wow this is a great primer for some of what we were going to talk we we still may talk about guys they have so much time in the day i don't have to work for another 24 ish hours <laughs> i have so much time you hold authenticity in high regard and hate conforming to trends. Yeah, 100%. Stranger Things hated it when it came out because people liked it. Watched it now, love the show. Think it's fantastic. I'm just years behind now that the hype kind of went down. You have strong sense of internal values and emotions. Yes? I don't know. Agree. You believe that delving into your sadness can inspire you to create original work. Strongly agree. I'm a musician. What do you expect? You can at times be self-victimizing. I don't know what that means. But I think so. I can at times be self-victimizing. I think... Wait. Does this mean like play the victim? I'm going to say neutral because I don't think so. No, I do. I'm a big baby. Let's face it. My wife would, I just thought what my wife would say and she for sure, I don't think that it's like a problem, which is why I just say agree and not strongly agree. But yeah, I, I totally can at times. I try not to. You feel like you're missing something that everyone else has, but can I identify what it is? Disagree. I know that I'm missing something, but I know what it is. It's a topic for another episode. You have a deep desire to understand the world for sure. Moving on. You firmly believe that knowledge holds a lot of power. Agree. Your loved ones often tell you that you seem lost in thought and in your head. I think I am often lost in thought, but they don't tell me that. Neutral. You are critical of traditional and conventional beliefs. That's very broad because there's a lot of traditional and conventional beliefs. I'll say agree. You are deeply attracted to the potential, the unknown, and the unexplored may hold oh you are truly attracted to the potential of the unknown and the unexplored may hold um i'm not deeply attracted but i'll say agree because i am attracted to that because i think there's a lot in that and that's the intention of this podcast someone who may not know you well can perceive you to be stoic or detached agree i can be that way at times for sure someone who may not know you well can perceive you to be stoic or detached 
Yeah, I definitely get that. You are often intrigued by complex systems and ideas. Agree. You are not too complex. No, I am. You deeply value your independence, both in day-to-day -day life as well as in your professional setting. Strongly agree. You are usually unaware of your physical condition and tend to neglect what your body needs. Not anymore. Strongly disagree. Used to be. That's why I looked like trash for a while. Guys, I used to be chunky. Maybe I'll find a chunky picture of me and post a difference because I look different. My wife is always like, wow, you look good. And I'm like, I know, but thank you. I just want to look good for her because she looks good. You know what I'm saying? If you guys haven't seen my wife, my wife is beautiful. Smoking hot. You are often attracted to abstract concepts and ideas rather than practical knowledge. You are actually using practical knowledge. Um, disagree. I hate abstract things. Strongly disagree. I feel like practical knowledge is way better. This really, oh man, my blood is starting to boil. Just think of modern art. Ugh. I've gone to so many MoMAs though. I love my wife. You can be over, <laughs> oh man. No, I'm not going to tangent into MoMA because I, I could go on forever. Museums of Modern Art, by the way, for those of you who don't know. You can be overwhelmed by the emotional needs of others and even your own at times. For sure. I ignore all of my emotional needs. You tend to pro project an outward into... Out... <sighs> You tend to project an outward, independent, and invulnerable image so that people won't hurt you. Don't hurt you. For sure. But also, I feel like the project part's interesting because I don't necessarily just project it. I just am fairly independent and invulnerable. <laughs> Bow wow wow. If you hear my doggy. Bentley, stop! Woof. You hold loyalty in high regard because you can have trust issues. Yes. I like loyalty. Fight me. Me and my friends will fight you because they're loyal. You s I'm starting to lose my mind. This is hilarious. Okay, so let's just make a note. At 54 minutes is when I start to lose my mind. This is when it's going to get interesting. Also, I've been reading for the majority of it, so that also has a lot to do with it. I'm going to make sure that my blue light is down because my eyes are going to be on fire. Okay, just a little bit. Yeah, there we go. You start overthinking about negative possibilities at the first hint of trouble. Eh, agree. Not really, but kind of, yeah. Man, my blue light went too, too bluey, too anti-bluey. It looks funny. Okay. Sorry. You hold a lot of appreciation for ride-or-die friends. Agree. Strongly agree. You deeply desire a sense of social security. What? What? Social, social security? Like the taxes? You deeply desire a sense of social security. I don't know what that means. I would say neutral. Because I don't deeply desire... I think I know what it's saying, but I don't think so. You have trouble being independent and often need someone to rely on. I'm going to agree, but I don't think it's a bad thing to rely on people. I've been actually thinking about that a lot um, this past week and a half. 
You want a safe and stable life and thus may avoid risks. A safe and stable life and thus may avoid risks. Agree? I do very like a safe and stable life, but I'm also trying to be more risky. But I, I think personality-wise, I'll say agree. Even though you want to believe people are worthy of your trust, you can't help but be skeptical. For sure. Very much so, for sure. I want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, but I also am smart. I think everyone should be. You like being prepared and can make extensive plans for an event. So it's weird. I like being prepared, but I don't make extensive plans for events because I don't do events because I don't like being overly prepared. Yeah, if I do have to do an event, I am I am very planned. You often doubt your place in others' lives. I'm going to click that one and move on. I think I'm going to move on. You can be very suspicious of new people you meet. Um No. I'm not very suspicious of new people I meet. You can be very spontaneous. However, this can sometimes lead to impulsivity. Oh, for sure. The things that I've bought. Life to you is an adventure to be experienced. I hate the words there. I hate the words adventure. Life is an adventure to be experienced. I'll say neutral because I think it is, but I hate the way that they said it. You get bored easily and always need something to do. Sure. You have an infectious childlike zest for life. <laughs> um, I would love to know if people think that about me because I think that of me. Um, oh man, I should have been posting these like the whole time I've been doing it. Too much work. I'm so lazy. You have a wide range of interests. Kind of agree. I'm pretty cookie cutter. feel like I'm not that special. There's tons of people that like the things that I like. You downplay or repress your negative emotions instead of processing them to create positive ones. I feel like this is an interesting test because I feel like five years ago, I would have been a different person than I am now. Um, I'm going to say no. I'm actively trying to work through and process these emotions. You can have trouble. Shout out to the folks that have helped me learn that. And I have to say, mm. oh, I just cracked my back. Oh. Excuse me, mom. Just burped again. Um, there are people in my life, and I always mention, and I've said it in multiple podcasts where I'm like, yeah, this, my mentor, this mentor, person that I consider a mentor. I hate that word. I feel like that is the right word, but they're just friends that are wiser than me, and I love them. It's fantastic to have them in my life. Bentley, don't lick my hand. That's gross. You had a booger in your eye. I mean, I had a booger in my eye, but I wasn't licking his hand this morning. What a guy. Strongly disagree. I'm actively trying to not repress emotions and so that I can process them. You can have trouble seeing a project through. Yes, I can have trouble. I don't always, but I can. You prefer novelty over familiarity. What does that mean? I I literally have to Google what what they what novelty really means. The quality of being new, original, or unusual. Oh no, I don't. I like familiarity. 
I like things that I know for sure, but I also like new things. I'm going to say disagree because I definitely like familiarity over novelty, but caveats with that. You often worry that you are missing out on a good time. Hmm. I don't. I, I'm going to say neutral, though, because I know that I'm missing out on a good time and it bums me out sometimes, but I, I don't worry about it. I've just accepted the fact that I don't get invited everywhere. And I, that's not at all a plea for help or like, hey, people invite me. I love being invited. I probably won't go because I'll be tired if it's past like 730. But, you know, I know it's happening. I feel like I've grown. We're 75% done with this, guys. Stick with me. This... If, if you haven't figured already, this is definitely an episode to like come back to and join. So don't at all be afraid if you pause and come back. We've just hit an hour. So here we are. And I feel as young as ever. I'm the youngest I'll ever be right now, moving forward for the rest of my life, but also the oldest. You have a lot of energy and always and are always on the go. I'd say agree. I don't have a lot of energy, but I like to think I do by pretending I do. The mind is powerful. You are running from your internal sadness and fears and believe that you'll find happiness in external adventures. Disagree. Maybe five years ago, I might've been different. Wow. I'm learning a lot about myself. John Martino, I love you. You are determined individual and fiercely advocate for what you believe in or want. You are a different individual and fiercely advocate for what you believe or want. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Not even like 99%. 100%. I'm for sure. I will fiercely advocate for it. And sometimes it's too fierce. And I'm learning about that. But I still do. You tend to want to accumulate power or influence so as to not seem vulnerable. You tend to want to accumulate power or influence so as to not seem vulnerable. No. I'm going to just say nah. Not like a big no, but a nah. You tend to want to accumulate power and influence, so not anymore. I don't. I don't care about power or influence. Maybe I have it. Someone told me that I had an influence this week, and I was like, oh. Love you too. You consider yourself a headstrong person, though this can often come off as being stubborn. <laughs> It'd be hilarious to call my wife for this one and pretend I didn't know. But... I would consider myself headstrong and it can for sure as a topic of the last two and a half weeks, I know I am stubborn. One would even say dogged. You often find yourself exerting control over your environment. What does that mean? Yeah. I agree. You are a very goal oriented and you're very goal oriented and competent and competent agree i like to have goals i'm really bad at setting them but i for sure if i can set them blow it out of the water you are quite direct and blunt <laughs> i have to do it i have to do it um this will at least be for the close friends because this is hilarious i'm going to uh, it's too much work to post a screen. It's so ugly. Never mind. I was going to post and be like, do you guys think that I'm direct and blunt? <laughs> uh, okay. You are not afraid to fiercely speak up for loved ones 
and or other weaker individuals who are trouble defending themselves for sure i will fight for you i'm i'm not trying to say i'm larry h parker but i will fight for you for sure you are often viewed as a person's but i also have to say i i um would say that i don't want to do it so that they don't learn i want to teach a man to fish i think that's important you are often viewed as a person suitable for leadership and authority agreed i say that humbly as i as humbly as i can i've been told that a lot throughout my entire life for sure and i can expand on that i hope no one thinks i'm being arrogant about saying that but for sure i have been told that a lot and i think that comes with a lot of responsibility that i don't take lightly is the best way to put it other people find you intimidating hmm <laughs> i would probably say yeah i i have self-awareness in this i hope it's not like a scared way where like i'm the worst person to pass it at night um on a dark street in a sense like i hope you don't think i'm gonna kill you um but i think that i'm loud and intimidating in that way but I, I i try to be welcoming you don't mind taking the lead or directing others on a group adventure endeavor agree for sure someone's got to do it like if we're standing around at disneyland and we're like where should we go i will just start walking and say i am getting popcorn i actually did that this last week you might have been called bossy by your peers agreed strongly agree sorry peers i don't want to be bossy i'm working on it you have a very calming demeanor this is hard because i can if i want to but i don't typically want to well it says you have one not you can okay i'm gonna say neutral no i'm gonna say disagree i'm i'm self-aware i will disagree i don't have a calming demeanor but i can but uh moving on you care a lot about group harmony and thus often find yourself trying to solve conflicts for sure it's important you are often you are afraid of feeling anger and seeing it as a negative emotion so you can instead be quite passive aggressive that's a big one but i think i'm going to say agree i i am aware that i i actively try not to get angry i'm gonna pause i'm gonna segue i'm gonna talk about something that i wanted to talk about my friend alex this week put it really well i asked i've been asking if i'm an angry person and i have to admit i'm very pleasantly surprised that people have said no like pretty unanimously no one's been like yeah you're an angry person i'm not an angry person i don't project anger all the time um but i then asked do you think i'm an irritable person <laughs> not like irritating I, I can probably agree that i am but i he said i have a short fuse but a small cannon whereas like oh i let things set me off so often but i'm not like punching holes in walls i'm not you know um cussing people out on the street beating people half to death like i'm not this this big dangerous person of anger or even like irritation but oh things set me off and i'm like my blood internally is boiling i, I have a really good good um 
grip on my anger or irritation, but like when things things can easily get my blood boiling and I'm like, oh, that makes me so frustrated. And I can I can control it really well. When I was younger, I couldn't. I for sure was like an angry child. Um, but oh man, when things get my blood boiling, sometimes like <laughs> I'll be doing things at work or something that like are minute and just drive me crazy and they'll set me off and it's like, I just need to walk away. And sometimes like doing a single task, I'm like, I need to walk away like three times because of how frustrated I'm getting. I'm literally getting frustrated thinking about it. <sighs> so I'm gonna take a breath and we're gonna move on. But no, yeah, like I was asking just around to see if like I'm an angry person. I'm glad that I don't, I'm not perceived as like an angry person, but I'm definitely like a person that can have like a shorter fuse, but a small cannon. And I think that was a really good way to put it. Um, but you find it easy to match other people's energies and can be a bit of a social chameleon. C-H-A-M-E-L-E-O-N. Chameleon. Chameleon. I don't know what this word is. Google. Chameleon. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. I don't want to be seen that as that stupid. Um, <laughs> chameleon. I know how to say chameleon. I know how to spell chameleon. I know that it is in the order of the squamata, okay? Mainly because Google is telling me right now. But um, if you guys never seen True Facts by the Chameleon, I don't actually know. I don't, I've been a long while since I've seen it, but they called it the Shemalemion, and I think it's the funniest thing. So um, you find it easy to match other people's energies and it can be a bit of a social chameleon. Disagree. I used to be. I can be. I choose not to be. Oh, wait. Okay. You find it easy. Agree. That's interesting. I feel like these questions are so interesting. Like, I don't tend to be, but I do find it easy. I can totally do it. I just choose not to. I'm a very conscious person. You often feel numb and depersonalized. That was another quiet one. You tend to go with the flow and use the phrase, I'm fine with anything a lot. Strongly agree. You are uncomfortable with frequent changes and prefer routine. Hmm. Strongly agree, but I think being uncomfortable is good. Oh, last four questions. Here it is, guys. You, that's so weird. Every single question up until now has, or every single page has been five questions. Now I have four questions on the last one at 95% done. Technically, I would only be 99% done at the end of this then. Ugh. You lack a strong sense of identity and assertiveness. You lack a strong sense of it. Strongly disagree. Ugh, I'm offended for reading that. You have a quiet and passive strength to you. Disagree? I, you have a quiet, passive strength to you. No. Bow, wow, wow, dog, dog, dog. I feel like I'm loud and active. Rather than repressing or feeling your emotions, you tend to just numb out. In quotes, numb out. Rather than repressing your feeling or, or feeling your emotions, you tend to just numb out. Wait, repressing or feeling my emotions, those are different, aren't they? Rather than repressing or feeling your emotions, you tend to just numb out. I'm going to say agree because it's my tendency, tendency, but I try not to. You deeply value intrinsic peace and harmony. Neutral. Get my results. Would you like to see your results? Get my results. 
edit my answers. Oh man, what if I just went back? Your personality type analysis is in progress. Guys, this is crazy. Crazy. You're crazy, girl. You're crazy. Oh, two years ago, this is one of those work days. Yep, that's me. Looks like I'm asleep. I was not sleeping on the clock. I think it looks like I'm on a break. I had a timer up. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. Get your test results and find out who you are. An assessment fee is required for a cutting edge person. <laughs> you're kidding. It's seriously... I'm so annoyed that at the end of all this, I have to pay for it. They're smart. They are very smart. And you know what? I can respect that, but it is the dumbest thing. They wouldn't even tell me. That seems like I could like do something about that and be like, you know what? This is not right and complain and, you know, report them somewhere. I don't care enough to. Uh, okay, guys, give me one minute. I have to do this. I'm not going to tell you my card information, but I'm going to type it in here. Oh, my leg. Oh, I just cramped up. Have I been sitting that long to where my leg is cramping? That's LOL. LOL surprise. Pay. This is hilarious. Zanj, I'm sorry. I'm not going to tell you how much it was. It wasn't actually that much. I just might not eat lunch today. Sorry. I'll eat lunch. I just might not pay for lunch as they say. Oh. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. It'll take a few minutes for your online account to be generated. If it can't be accessed, please contact customer support. If I have to... If I have to contact support for this, I will be so annoyed. And if I have to call someone, it's going to be hilarious because I'm doing it on the podcast. But I really hope I don't have to. September 29th. Wait a second. Your type. Eight. Okay. Number of personality types. Nine. Data points. 300 plus. Content. Preview. Type eight. Okay. Confirmed, guys. It looks like I'm type eight going to read this or the challenger is an assertive and bold type they are self-confident and know what they want and are not afraid to ask for it this headstrong attitude of theirs makes them well suited for leadership roles and managerial positions <laughs> they are not afraid to take on challenging tasks and endeavors and not afraid to speak up to authority figures mm -hmm. they believe that the world is constituted of strong and weak people eh, i guess yeah that's true they learned from an early age that if they were to survive, they had to be strong and assertive about their needs. That's interesting. Type 8s are very self-reliant and achieving power appeals to them. No. No. This makes them want to stand up for people who may not be as upfront as they are. Yeah. They look for opportunities to stand up for those who are unable to do so for themselves. Um, I do, but I also believe that people are able to stand up for themselves. They just have to have help, and I am happy to be that person. Challengers can lust for power as well as be very controlling of their environment. I do not have a lust for power. I don't care enough. Can I be a lazy eight? Is that a thing? They want to be in charge to make sure that no one takes advantage of them or has power over them. No, they endeavor to be extremely independent and self-reliant. 
I mean, I endeavor to, but I'm really bad at it. Type eights are fiercely determined. Yep. Which can be very, which can either intimidate or inspire others. Hmm. I wonder if people think I'm more inspiring or intimidating. Maybe a little bit of both. Probably just intimidating. I don't think I inspire anyone. That was not imposter theorem. What is it? Imposter theory? Imposter syndrome? If I've inspired you, let me know. That would be inspiring to me. Type 8s like this external image of strength that they portray because they despise feeling vulnerable. Eh. Showing vulnerability means giving others power over them, and 8s wear this so-called impenetrable armor so that they can easily, so that everyone is, wait, where did I get the word easily? So that everyone is scared off and intimidated by them. They can be direct and blunt in their communication style and often disregard social niceties 100%. In quotes, brutal honesty is what some would call it. Yeah. This tendency of theirs can isolate their own emotions to such an extent that they have trouble forming relationships. I don't think I do. I can be very vulnerable. If someone is seeking their trust and support, their aggressive demeanor and lack of tact often backfires against them. Yeah. I feel like that has happened to me. Let's see. Okay, so I'm mostly type 8. I don't understand all this, but I mean, there's like this this gr circular graph of percentages. It's not like numbered percentages, but it says type 8, 18. I'm 18%? I'm, I'm, eight, I'm 18 points type 8. And then I'm 12 points type 6. I'm intrigued with type 6 and type 4, because those are the next ones. Type 6. Let's see. Let's see. I'm also a little bit of type 9. Not much type seven, negative two type three. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so the wings, these are the things that were mentioned. The maverick and the bear, let's see. I think it says I'm wing nine, type nine. It's mostly that. Tends to be calmer and more passive than typical type eights, than typical eights. Their typical aggressive nature may be watered down a bit, and they tend to build emotional fortresses to ward off potential threats. They also do not want potential friends or anyone else to see their weakness. Um, I'm getting better. What is the type? The Maverick are quite social, sociable and outgoing compared to typical eights. They have ideas that are non-conformist and they can be practical as well as creative while advocating for freedom and autonomy for all. Wow. So these wings, I think allegedly you just have one, but what if I am a bird and I have two wings and I fly? I'm just kidding. I fit into labels as much as I don't want to fit into labels. I'm sure I do. Because that is life. Interesting. So there's more to read here. I'm not going to read it all. Maybe I'll read it and then learn another time. But oh my gosh, there's so much to read. Okay, I've read enough today. Okay, wait. Strengths and weaknesses. This is a short list. Strengths, being confident in their skills. Yep. Being intensely tenacious once they have made up their mind to achieve something. Yeah, it does take a while to admit, to make up my mind. Having good leadership qualities which provide an example through their actions. Weaknesses, being judgmental of others' skills or competencies. 
I feel like judgmental has become a different word for me where it's more like the act of judging people like internally versus externally. I feel like internally for sure. I'm, I can easily judge people and be like, yep, this person fits this way, but I don't note it can be overbearing or domineering. Yeah, probably lacking the human or emotional connection, even with those they have known for a long time. Uh, hopefully not. I think I've done a good job of like managing that celebrities and characters of the personality type magneto <laughs> had to do it to them oh wait i saw this list the other day you know what you know who else is on this list queen latifah clint eastwood alec baldwin mlk jr wow maybe i'm about to change the world here could be crazy also okay i'm gonna have to do this another time this website apparently has an iq test and i'm very intrigued to know how low i can score on that so for another time but folks thank you for joining me on that journey goodness gracious i did not think that i was going to be doing that for the first hour but i feel like it sets me up for success might I add, this could be a good time for a break. For you, not for me. I continue. So I've already talked about short fuse, small cannon. I'm going to make note of that. And this might bleed into, <coughs> excuse me, into the next topic. But pause here. Go to work. Live your life. Chill at the beach. Do what you do in between podcast stints. And when you come back, I'll be waiting for you. Welcome back, fellow traveler. Um, I wrote this down and I don't know what I mean. I think it's funny. I do this. I write them down and then I absolutely forget what I was going to talk about or what it even means. But I wrote down sitting on the elevator. You know what's even funnier? I meant escalator. I do know what I was going to talk about. Um, I sit on escalators. And I think it has to do with a lot of what we were talking about just now, which is funny. That uh, kind of just primes us. Sitting on the elevator. Escalator. <laughs> I need to change it. Escalator. It's be escalator. Escalator. It's because I don't care. I do not care what people say or think. People look at me. I've learned this new trick that if you smile at people, they'll probably smile back unless they're just having a bad day or they're mean. But um, I smile at people all the time in public and um, I sit on escalators in public because I don't care what people think of me. And I've had a lot of success with it. People smile back all the time. People get a little chuckle. I don't know. Maybe I can be the person that they go home and they tell their person, their people, the people of their tribe at home. I don't know. Um, they tell the people within their clan. I saw a guy sitting on the elevator today with pink shoes. Sure. Tell him. Um, I feel like I had more to talk about with that, but I feel like most of it also was brought out with that test. And I hope that you have a good idea of what I'm talking about and what I mean. So I'm just going to move on because that was a short and sweet one. This next two will bleed into each other. I wrote down laziness and motivation. And this is something I've been personally learning about and trying to 
unpack. I hate that word so much. I know it's a real word and I know, you know, it has value or whatever, but I'm trying to reflect more and understand more about motivation because um, I've posted a lot over the last few weeks of like, I, I shared a little bit that I've like been lacking motivation for music or even podcasts. Sometimes I'm just like, I do not feel like doing that. And um, I think a part of it is because I can definitely be very intrinsically motivated for most of things where I'm like, I do this because I want to like at the end of the day, like I do the thing because I want to do the thing. I go to work because I want to. And yes, of course we can back up and be like, well, you want to go to work because you will make money because you want to live in the place that you live in and you want to buy your wife nice things for sure. That 100% makes sense. I have to do those things if I want to do the other things that I want to do that way maybe blah, 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 blah. that may be seen more as extrinsic like I want to make my wife happy. But I think it's rooted internally. Like I think that it's more rooted in the fact that I want to do those things, right? Cuz there are things that I want to do and things that I don't want to do which I'm intrigued to know as I continue on um, of, of anyone's thoughts of this as well. Cause it's something again, like I mentioned, I'm learning about right now. I'm, I'm actively trying to reflect on a conversation that I had with a friend about this of, of like a reality check um, of like, why do I do the things that I do personally, professionally, all the above? Why do I do them? Do I do them because I want to make other people happy? Do I do them because of childhood trauma i don't know like i had this conversation with someone um of like why do i do things to make people proud like at the end of the day i make a cool song and i like to hear that was good i'm proud of you like from my wife or from my parents or from friends and i'll be honest i do i like to hear that and i like why do we like to make people proud um i'm gonna google that and see if i find anything but i think that's natural and i've been thinking a lot about it of whether or not that's a good or bad thing and i don't i can't figure out maybe i need to talk to some wiser people if you have some insight on this i actually would love to pick your brain um of of like finding finding value in making people proud especially people you respect or people you care about like you know when i was younger i like to hear that i made my mom proud i don't think that's a bad thing but when can that be a bad thing right like um i'm i'm as we've seen a type 8 i'm i'm very self-assured i don't need to make people proud i don't need to do these things I don't need to like find this validation, but it feels good. It It's one of those things that is still positive, but where I've been is okay. So I don't need this, this motivation. I don't absolutely yearn for it, but can I intrinsically harness my motivation to make people proud to do the things that I want to do? Can I, at the end of the day, be like, you know what? I am going to work hard to make you proud. But I'm doing it 
to, to, to ground myself or root myself in the motivation that I want to do that. Cause at the end of the day, like, you know, regardless of whether or not you want to, it probably feels good to hear people say that they're proud of you. At least in my opinion, I think that at the end of the day, you do something and someone says, Hey, that was good. I'm proud of you. Now, of course it takes into the factor, like how much do you care about that person's pride in you? Like if I put a percentage on like the amount that I respect someone, like if I respect someone 1% versus someone I respect like 85 to hundred percent range, I feel like it will definitely naturally feel better from the person that you respect more. Right? So someone comes up to you and they're like, Hey, that was really cool. I'm proud of you. And you do not care about that person or what they think of you. Who cares? You, I'll probably be nice and be like, oh, I appreciate that. I might lie to them and say, hey, that feels good. But if it's someone who I really care about or someone I really respect or value their opinion in that way, um, that might feel really good. I might be like, you know what? Today was a success. Today, I will check off that I completed what I wanted to do. And where I'm at, in my professional, personal, emotional life is trying to see how can I not overvalue or become too reliant on people that I respect too much? Because let's say I overvalue someone's pride in me and I don't receive that validation, do I do the thing? Do I try again? Do I go home feeling like garbage? Because maybe I didn't get like verbal confirmation of I'm proud of you. How can I become more self-reliant in that? How can, how can any of us, I mean, if you're, if you're in this with me, I'd love to again hear, I, I, I think this would have been a really cool one to like talk with people about and, you know, I can already think of a few friends that would have been an interesting thing, um, who are definitely more wise than, than I. Um, but I think that it was something that I wanted to bring up and explore in a train of thought and it might come up again, but I think there's those things where it's like, there are people that you respect in doing a thing. And when you try to do that thing, if they're proud of you, I feel like that means a lot. Like, let's just even say for the simple sake that like, I play D&D, talked about it before. I have a group of friends. I love them all. They're fantastic. We've been playing at this point for like three years straight, just about every week to every other week, every Sunday. We'll play D&D. I have, we're now in our second campaign where my friend Alex is DMing and he's been DMing for a lot longer than I have. I've DMed one campaign and I've DMed like two one shots just for fun. Um, And I'm looking at again to DM another uh, campaign. I'm trying to find a group of friends, play a little consistently, have some fun, practice that skill because I think it's enjoyable. Um, when I have DM'd or there's been like sessions that felt really good, I feel good. I'm like, Oh wow. Like I feel like if I do a realistic stock check of where I ended that, I feel good about it. But there is still something in me that naturally is like, Alex, what did you think? If you were to analyze what I did like, you know, take him out of the player role. Cause like he likes to play too. Of course he's a fantastic DM and he knows all the things that I don't know, 
but you know there's a portion that like i'll take him out of the player role like hey you weren't playing how did that feel like what do you think if you look at it as a dm that to an extent matters more and i mean no offense by this because i think it's natural than some of the other people who haven't dm before might like my, what they might say it still feels fantastic We're like that was really fun that was a good session but if i'm looking at crafting my skill and getting better there's gonna be more things that alex might be able to offer because he has years of experience and numerous campaigns under his belt where he can say like hey this was good what if you did this instead what if you tried doing this in the future and even in my last campaign there was a moment like life got a little bit too busy and i like just i had to tell him all the secrets i was like here's my secrets i need help wrapping up this campaign because like we kind of need to end it and i don't want to like fizzle off because i'm too busy and he helped me with that um but like what's the deal i'm intrigued i i i I don't regret bringing this up without someone else on the air but you know i'm really warring against is that a good motivation like if i set out not solely let's say 51 percent i did it for myself and 49 percent i did it to make alex proud or i was trying to seek him to be like oh that was good for this instance but we can apply this to anything like if there's anything else in your life that you're like i want to do the thing and i have this friend that does the thing better than i do put yourself in my shoes because it applies to multiple parts of my life right now um if i set out you know i finished the campaign and like that was good but then i still want to feel alex say that was good is that okay because i feel like that was what was questioned in the past week not specifically with alex um but I'll keep the other things more private uh, to play them closer to my chest if that's okay. Um, but I want it to be applicable. So I want to just use an example that can be put around. So, you know, I'm in this spot where I'm trying to find out what motivates me. Why do I do the things that I do? And as I think about it, I can I can full on just self-sustain and be like I do the things because I'm good at them and I want to be good at them. Let's say I I play the guitar. I'm not a professional. I've recorded. I can play the guitar. I'm not going to be imposter theorem. Why? Okay. But imposter theory. No, dude, imposter syndrome. I'm not going to be like, "Oh, I don't play the guitar." You know, I I play the guitar. I can play the guitar fairly well. There are millions of people who are better than me for sure but also with the amount of people on this earth there are probably a million people who are worse than me and i respect that but you know i play the guitar i play it well it feels good to hear people tell me that i did well if they're better than me but if i play the guitar to achieve something i can for sure motivate myself intrinsically be like i am gonna do this but will I be more motivated and is it okay to be more motivated if I do it for other people to an extent, not like fully like, okay, this, <laughs> I'm just going to be vulnerable with this instance. Cause this is a more real one, but it's from my past of when I was younger, like when I skated a lot more. Okay. And I'm sure my buddy Cy can relate here. Um, we used to skate. We weren't great at all. We were, we were we were just cruising around on like carver boards just for fun doing little like bonelesses we didn't like skate parks or anything just like cruising having fun doing little like tail slides and blah 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 
there is this is back from when I before I was married okay I skated better better if girls were around just how it was I wanted to do better and try harder there's someone to impress like I think that's natural too I think that a lot of people are like oh that makes sense it's a silly little dude it is what it is but like I think that similar motivation is what I'm looking at not at the exact same thing I'm married I'm not like oh yeah I want to play guitar and you know sing Wonderwall by the campfire so that girls are like ooh yeah no I play Wonderwall because I want to I have not had enough water today wow <clears throat> it's hot in here sorry I need a breath um but yeah I think I'm at a, a similar point across the board and parts of my life where I'm like okay I do the things that I do because I want to but can I do them better if I have people that I look up to because that's what it comes down to like if someone's better than me is it okay to harness the inspiration that you can get from others to do better or is it like not a healthy thing to chase after because I've never really really like always chase after that i've never been like oh i really just want to do that but i'm at a point in my life where i'm like thinking about certain things and i'm like hmm i want to do better because that person is really good at this and they inspire me to do better and i mean that like out of entire respect like there's no such like oh i i don't like that person i want to be better than them it's like i just want to emulate them because they're good at this thing and i'm at this point where i'm thinking like is that a good motivation to run with? Do I fully stand by that motivation or is it something that I like really need to check myself? And I'm really thinking about it. Really, really pondering this. And I don't know. I, I think that I'm leaning towards that it's okay. I feel like the way that I was thinking about it was maybe originally leaning more towards like, that's not okay. Maybe I should feel bad about like getting most of my inspiration from people I respect. But I think as I think about it and I learned to, and I, and as I, again, I'm a sure person. And as I figure out how to stand by what I believe, I think I'm realizing, I believe more that it's okay. I respect you. You inspire me. And I want to craft this skill based on not based on you as a broad sense and this is a, this is such a weird generalization of things but like i want to be better at things at what you do so i want to learn from you and i think that's okay i think like in the dnd instance like hey it's okay that i look up to alex i don't think that's a bad thing i think there is um life lessons to be learned for people and even when i've been younger like maybe if i look up to someone too much like people are people and they will let you down and i don't think that's a proper um that's a proper weight to put on people or like project on them of like yeah like you cannot let me down you know um but it's something i've been really thinking about 
and the people that I respect have been giving me a lot of good things to, to think about. And I don't think that that's going to go away as I continue to work this out. And I 100% welcome anyone's thoughts on this topic of motivation, intrinsic versus extrinsic, because I like input. I respect people and I, I seek to know what other people maybe think. And I think that's it. I think that's kind of what I got on motivation. So, you know, if you have thoughts again, please do not hesitate to share them with me. Cause I'd love to know what you think. Um, as I continue to think about this and explore this, I want to preface with the fact that like, Hey, don't be offended if I don't agree with you. I won't be offended if you disagree with me. I think there's a healthy Socratic um, discourse that can happen um, in conversations like this. And, you know, I want to welcome them and I want to be better. So if you got anything for me, please let me know. I would love to get your input because I've been fidgeting with my iPad this entire last like minute. And that's why I sound like I'm talking like a ridiculous person, but, um, yeah, no, I, I'm looking to learn moving on, man. No, that feels so like uncompleted. I don't know. I think it's all I can say about it, but it's something I'm going to be thinking about in the future. So thanks for listening. That is not the end. I told you this was the white whale. We're going to keep going. And I got kind of two more things to, to think about. Um, so we we are going to go into story time. So I'm just going to be honest. This is not a cop out. I promise that I'm not just reading a book to spend more time. It's actually something I've been wanting to do again. Um, reading the book Memory Builder by Keith. Last name Keith. So here we go. Folks, welcome. Chapter one, memory by association. Now that you're back... Let's start with an exercise, just to limber up your brain a little. And remember, if you're serious about training your memory, you should actually do the exercise, not just read them. Okay, so if you weren't with us last time, we read this book. It's great. This guy believes... Sorry. This scholar believes that this book will fix all your problems with your memory. So let's find out. I ended the video that I was recording. <laughs> I should post a promo. Too lazy with that though. Okay, so memory exercise one. If you're joining along, join along. If you're not, then don't. I hope that's self-explanatory. Take about 30 seconds and focus on the items in the following list. Then look away and write down all the items you can remember. I have nothing to write down. I will not do this. But then I'm also in the category of someone who will read this book and not benefit from it. So whatever. If you are with us, write down these items. 
Pencil. Fork. Balloon. Pen. File cabinet. Knife. Clown. Spoon. Letter opener. Desk. Tent. Chair. Oh. This isn't going to work. Okay, wait, you could do it. So look at that list. Take about 30 seconds to focus on the items. I'm not going to do that. You can pause it. Then you want to look away and write down all the items you can remember. Pause. Welcome back 30 seconds later. How many did you remember? If you didn't do very well, you're normal. Most people will have a hard time remembering more than seven or eight of the items. Now look at the following. Pencil, pen, letter opener, items on a desk, knife, fork, spoon, items in a kitchen, balloon, clown, tent, items at a circus, file cabinet, desk, chair, items in the office. Better? You can remember the items without much trouble because now they're organized into logical groups. The golden, rem the golden rule of memory is if you can make material meaningful, you will be able to remember it easily. You've probably heard comparisons between the human brain and computers. It's logical to ponder the similarities. However, when it comes to memory, brains and computers are different in almost every important way. For a computer, first, a computer doesn't care whether something is meaningful and it will store and retain anything at all in its memory. And once an item is there, it can be retrieved. This uh, is going to tangent me. I was watching Seinfeld. I'm not even going to look up the name of the episode or the number but if you watch it you'll find it eventually um jerry finds this girl she's amazing she's like the most perfect girl and he's trying to figure out what's wrong with her he's like what is it like is she the weird one in the group like what's off about her is she the worst person ever behind back like and literally can't find anything else so as his last plan to figure out what's wrong with her he invites her parents to meet her they come and meet her and she walks away real quick and, she, and it's like the cliche like she's like oh like the meter's almost up let me go put some money in. i got change i'll do it and and jerry's like oh my gosh this girl's amazing no, like usually the last of guys i don't know but um they walks away and she's like parents what do you think and they're like oh my gosh she's amazing she's fantastic she's smart like a computer they say and i'm like smart like a computer this reminds me of that this right here and um basically the episode as it goes on uh jerry's like he gets the ick where he's like oh my parents like her never mind i won't like her anymore <laughs> like that's how the episode ends it doesn't even like ever tell you what's actually wrong with her he just like moves on because his parents liked her <laughs> it's ridiculous um but uh the human brain works in quite a different way it does not store in its permanent memory banks anything and everything that comes along Instead, data goes first into short-term memory. It stays there briefly and then either moves into long-term memory or is discarded. If you look up a phone number, your short-term memory will usually hold on to the number sequence just as long just long enough for you to be able to dial it. Then poof, it's gone. Hours later, you won't be able to remember it, no matter how hard you try. That's because a short-term memory can hold only a handful of items, and you hadn't taken steps to store the phone number in the long-term memory. You can alert your brain to the importance of particular information and therefore the need to put it into long-term memory by making that information, in quotes, memorable. 
Most people try to do that by simply fixating on whatever is it is there it is they're trying to memorize or maybe muttering i've got to remember i've got to remember over and over like a mantra that won't work your brain will be as bored by the that routine as you are there's a better way and it involves calling all four natural skills that you use all the time using these simple techniques will help your brain say whoa baby there's something special. <laughs> My brain already says that every day. The long-term memory seems to have a great affinity for things that can be linked in terms of meaning to material that's already gone to, that's already in place. To do this, memory trainers employ association and to help the brain make association, we use imagination, organization, and visualization. Okay, okay. These are the mental skills memory trainers use to give memory a jolt because that's really all you need. Your brain is going to take the information to short-term memory whether or not you make a conscious effort. What you need to do after that is first, let your brain know you're going to want the information again. And second, find a way to retrieve it easily. In quotes, a man's real possession is his memory. In nothing else is he rich. In nothing else is he poor. Alexander Smith. Hmm. So association, imagination, organization, and visualization. Let's see. <clears throat> if you repeat the phone number over and over, your long-term memory will eventually lower its battlements and let the number in. But force is not the most efficient way to accomplish your aim. It is more effective to carry out a seduction to make your long-term memory want that piece of information. Wait a minute. You're using... Oh, oh, this is a quote. Wait a minute. You're using words like battlements and seduction. But what's really happening inside my brain? I mean, ask me a hard one, why don't you? Fact is, nobody really knows. People use images like computers and filing systems, words like storing and retrieving to try to explain the memories, the workings of memories. But those images and words can sometimes be misleading. <clears throat> Why? Why don't we store and retrieve memories? No, don't we store and retrieve memories? Yes and no. Let's take a memory and look at it. Suppose you remember the first dance you had with your high school sweetheart at the senior prom. Perhaps you think of the memory as a little movie stashed away in a corner of your brain, but it's actually a collection of separate bits of memory. Tiny bits of that memory may be scattered throughout your brain. The music may be stored in one area, the words you spoke in another, the corsage he gave you in another. Oh. I got a corsage. When you recall the moment... Those bits all have to come together, and believe me, they don't always come together the way the moment happened in the first place. You mean I can't trust my memory? Well, I wouldn't go into court and testify as to what the song band, the band was playing at the time. Blue Moon, says you. No, really, you might be right. But you could have heard Blue Moon in some other situation, and when your prom night memory comes together that bit gets thrown in i know they were playing blue moon fine fine don't get testy the point i'm trying to make is that a memory is more than a jigsaw puzzle than a videotape 
Mm. More like a jigsaw puzzle than a videotape. You see, we think memories are located in certain neurons in the brain. We also think they're in the part of the neuron called the axon, the part dedicated to communication with other cells. And there appear to be memory chains called memory traces that are linked to electrical current. A linked by electrical current. So a memory trace is like a network of wires. Question mark. Sort of, except that the neurons in memory traces don't actually touch one another. They're separated in tiny gaps called synapse. Uh, I hate reading. The way we don't, the way we understand it right now, a thought flows from one cell to another by means of chemicals called neurotransmitters, of which there are about six that are responsible for brain function. Acetylcholine is the one that seems to be most crucial in the workings of memory. Hmm, acetylcholine. Acetylcholine. And just how do you do memories get into the memory traces? Okay, wait. Okay. For the record, there's no way I'm reading all this right now. Or probably ever. But, uh, We'll go for a little bit more. It seems to be a three-step process. First, there is a sensory re register. You look around the room, and for an instant, each thing you hear, you see, hear, smell, touch, or feel is registered by your brain. If you pay particular attention to something like a phone number, it goes into the short-term memory and stays there for a few seconds. Then, if nothing happens, to make it stick around, it flies right out of your mind. If something does happen, your mind decides to keep the memory, and it goes into long-term memory. There it becomes, for all intents and purposes, um, permanent. You have learned it. Interesting. Okay, so I'm going to pause there because I, I cannot read anymore. I've read so much in the last two hours, and I probably read more than my entire life. Um, interesting. So... I think there's something to that for sure. And I think there's, of course, this book probably works if you do all the things, but there are like phone numbers and license plate that I can remember for no reason. Like they just, they related to something else and you know, they're tied to that. That is what it is. They are just there. And I could just spout out these numbers for no reason. And the thing is that I don't know the numbers. I know what they relate to. And that's why I remember the numbers. Um, but yeah, there's something to it for sure. One second, my mom texted me. She, let's see if she even responds. It's funny, sometimes she texts me and then she never responds. Okay, so something I want to segue into actually after reading that it might relate is can you learn anything? I look it up. And from lighthouse.mq.edu.au, I'm going to guess Australia, says, practice, practice, practice. With extraordinary effort and a strong desire to succeed, people can learn anything, says Wiggins. Good one, Wiggins. Some of us are more visual. Some are more verbal. Some are better at analyzing information or more adept at responding to social or environmental cues and so on. Hmm. It's interesting. 
Um, I think you could learn anything. I'm in the school of thought, as many of you may guess. Is it worth learning anything? You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I really don't know if it's worth learning anything. Um, I think there's definitely a lot of stuff that is worth learning. But uh, this spells out in my 0.76 second Google search just tells me practice, practice, practice. If you do anything enough, you probably learn. If I read enough, I can probably learn to read. If I play the guitar enough, I can learn to play the guitar. If I train my memory, I can learn to remember things. I think it would be a crazy world to go to the store and remember the things that I want and not need a list. And even with a list, be able to walk out with the things that are on that list. Cause I do that. I go to the store and I forget the things that are on that list. And then I remember the things that are on the list cause I have the list and then I don't buy them still. I don't know how I do it. I'm, I'm magical or something. It's absolutely ridiculous, but folks, I'm not going to milk it. I don't want to talk about anything else. I could there. I have a ridiculous list of things that I could talk about for sure. I'm done. I'm going to let my white whale be. I'm going to let the last episode with John Martino be the longest still. And I will, um, I will, I'm, I'm just blanking. I will just admit it. You know what? The episode is over. I'll move on. It was a great episode. I hope you listened. I hope you had a great time. Thank you again to my sponsors. Thank you for letting me be open. Let me know your thoughts about pretty much anything is uh, on the books here. You know, let me know what you know about Enneagrams and uh, personality types. And let me know what you think of me for some of the things that I called out because I'd be intrigued to know. I think my next episode will have a guest, a surprised special guest who I hope that it is them because uh, my next guest will be beautiful and effortless and married to me, as some would say. And uh, hopefully I can book her because if not, my next guest will still be beautiful and effortless and married to me. <laughs> and that would be a shock to my wife. <laughs> no, um, I'm really hoping that Alexandra will be my next guest. I just have to book her. So folks, have a great day or night or wherever you're ending this episode. And thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Dish Knows Nothing. Follow me on Instagram at Dishyman or email me at Dishyman at gmail.com. Hit me up with topics and questions that I can address on the show. Remember to rate and subscribe. It's truly appreciated. Take care and stay grinding.